The Talking Point on SAFM. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Welcome to the third and final hour of uh, the Talking Point here on SAFM as we lead the conversation. Join whenever you want to on the studio line 86 that's 86 the SMS line 41391 that's 41391 that SMS comes to you at around 50 and the Twitter uh, the X sorry is at SAFM radio and the WhatsApp line 061-4104107 important I think discussion we're about to have in this hour because in recent weeks we've been holding a series of panel discussions focusing on democracy and our engagement in its practices. As you all know, we are a few months now away from another elective cycle where we will be presented with a myriad of colorful campaign promises. Today, we are turning our attention to the youth and their relationship with elections as a democratic practice. And in this discussion, we are particularly looking at two different uh, perspectives on how young people could engage with the 2024 elections and if at all they will galvanize their power as the largest voting demographic because, you know, they are the largest voting demographic in South Africa uh, to create change. One of my guests believes that young people should not, and I repeat, should not vote and feels that it would send a message to the political parties. My second guest, however, uh, believes that it is in our inaction that our nation will only further deteriorate. My guest in the studio is Tsepo Mangano. Tsepo is the president of the South African Youth Business Chamber. Uh, he wrote an open letter to President Cyril Ramaphosa. And on the telephone, I have Spelele Chira. Spelele Chira is chief executive officer of Activate Change Drivers. Good morning to the both of you, but let's start maybe with uh, Spelele on the line. Good morning, Spelele. Spelele. Ooh. I, good, oh, no. Good morning, KG, and good morning to the listeners. Apologies for that, that um, and thank you for having us. That's fine. Sunny morning to you. And Tsepo is here in the studio. I'll have you know, Tsepo is president of, of the South African Youth Business Chamber. He wrote an open letter to the president. Tsepo, hey, tada. Like I was G- KG. Hey, there we go. Now he calls me Ausi. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm fine, but uh, perhaps let's start with you because you your standpoint uh, most poignantly is that uh, a message has to be sent to the political parties and uh, the only way to send that message is not to vote. Tell me why. KG, definitely. And uh, I would like to say um, good morning to the listeners and uh, my fellow panelists. Get close, Pella, to your microphone. All right. All right. Am I audible now? Yes. All right. Look. It's 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 simple, KG. Democracy has not proven anything in South Africa yet, right? Uh, we are saying that in this tale, in this country that is 
made of two cities where if you are politically aligned and if you are belonging to some academia, you will have uh, the best of the best when it comes to democracy. You love democracy so much. But let me talk about a guy that is sitting in an informal settlement who on the voting day decides to go and vote for a party that believes that the aspirations that they have so, so that their lives can be better is going to go into parliament and do the right thing. Mm. No, democracy doesn't say that. It says that after voting for me, Tabiso in Tanzabella, you are going to now sit back and wait for me as democracy to usher in an administration that is going to change your life. Mm-hmm. But what has the administration done now? Nothing but protect each other in parliament. It has given us basic rights as water in Hamaskral, mm-hmm. that killed people. Mm-hmm. It showed young people just the other day when they marched for NSFAS to go to parliament and say, we are now on, 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 on our knees to say, we beg for education, give us money for this. But what does the elite say? What does the democracy say? It says, I'll rather shoot you with rubber bullets because as democracy, I will only take care of my inner circle. Look. So what is democracy's inner circle as you interpret it? No, democracy's inner circle is very simple. It's the political elite. If Mm. you are linked to a certain say name that is in high profile in parliament or in the legislature or in in somewhere in the municipality. So you mean like ANC royalty? But not only that. Mm. All of them. I Mm. mean, these people are benefiting. Political party royalty. All of them across the board. Mm -hmm. They are the same. So Whoever comes in is just going to bring us a new thing, but from the same pot. So political leaders in their nature as democracy, because democracy, uh, a KG is like this. For me to go and campaign, Mm. for me to go and put all those placards out there, I need money. Mm. But if a donor is going to give me two billion tomorrow, Mm. do you think it's just going to fold his arms and say, take the two billion, you're gone. No, Mm. he'll have demands. Mm. And one of those demands will not go with the constituents, the person that woke up to go vote. Mm. So you end up with a party having to strive between two chiefs. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Two masters. Two masters in a Mm. way. Mm. Who who at the end of the day is going to win? The one that brought money into the party. So you're saying indirectly the parties ultimately are serving uh, their funders as opposed to serving their electorate. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's why we have state capture. Mm. You know, what happened to state capture? Okay. Wait, let's uh, introduce our other guests. Pelele, I, I'm hoping that you were able to hear everything that Sapo has said. And Sapo is saying, contrary to what you say, in action. Do you want to respond? Pelele? Um, I, I would want to respond. Can you? Yes, I can hear yes, you Yes, can you hear me? Mm. Yes, I can. I would ma'am. like Continue. to respond. Continue. And um, yes. I would like to respond and say, I mean, Tepo is rightfully with his own rights. He's got rights to his opinions. And um, I think one of the things that I don't want to take away from Tepo is the some of the work and the, some of the things that have not been working in the country that we see every day in our day, everyday living. But also what I want to say is that I think think from our opinion as activators that the fact of us not wanting to vote or having our opinion and also having our rights to voting not 
not practicing them doesn't also bring solutions. And part of it is also about saying, I mean, if we don't vote and if we don't work with the democracy and create the democracy that we want to see as young people, because we are the future and we hold so much keys in what needs to happen next, then what are we saying as a country and what are we doing and what is the alternative? Because this is what we have and we need to make it work. It's got lots and lots of things that we need to fix as the country. And part of it is also us having to practice the, the power of accountability holding ourselves and holding those we put in power accountable if we if we are talking if we're going to talk about state capture and we're going to talk about not having running water in Hammond's Kral, then what is it that I can do to change the people that I've entrusted to take care of all of these things and then they didn't and then how do I make sure that when I go and reflect on what worked and what didn't work, how do I make a great choice that will give an opportunity to someone else or an opportunity for the party to correct what they've done wrong. We cannot let go and throw every throw everything with the water and let it run because of some of the things. Democracy was never, ever in my time of life promised to be this perfect thing that is going to come and be a magic wand that's going to make everything works. It works because we all are part of it. It works because all we understand what it means. We all understand that it's not only the day of the voting that is important to us as South Africans. It's the pre-voting, the voting and the post-voting, the accountability, my responsibility, your responsibility to making everything work. So we are saying part of it is to also going and showing up. And after showing up, what is it that is my responsibility as a citizen, as a young person in South Africa? Even if I'm in the midst of the most painful time of being unemployed, uneducated, I can't just say, sit home and say, then let the country burn. We are here to still build this country. There's so much for this country to do. And part of it is that we are a democratic state. And part of democracy is for us to respond as young people. There's a hypothetical uh, South African that uh, Tsepo gave us. And, uh, you know, democracy is something that is brought to life by people's lived experiences on every day. I don't know what uh, the the character you called, uh, the hypothetical character that you called that you said uh, lives in a, in a shack in, um, let's say, a part of, of Haman's Kral. What then, I want to hear Spelele's uh, take, what then do you say to that hypothetical South African that Seppo said uh, that is the South African that all of the political parties go and use in terms of uh, you know a demand for the votes and yet when they go back at the end of the elections uh, at the electioneering cycle the election period when they go back to their lived experiences nothing changes the services are given to people who live in uh, upwardly mobile spaces the people who are politically corrected, basically uh, the people, according to Tsepo, that have a key in unlocking democracy's benefits are those that have those uh, prerequisite uh, sort of uh, uh, things that are given to them based purely on their connection. What do you say then to that hypothetical South African who says, like Tsepo said, Okay, and then I go vote, and then what? I go back to my shack. I have no running water. I have no electricity. I don't even have the money to look for a job. I don't have uh, Wi-Fi to even try and look for a job if I wanted to. I have qualifications that I cannot use. So what do you say, Spelel? 
I say they are not hypothetical, they are a reality. <laughs> and part of us saying they are a reality is to say part of also the respondent, the responsibility for all of us with as I've explained in the midst of that painful narrative that you've just given, which is a true narrative for most young people in South Africa, is to say we can't just now sit and let it all burn and sit and not be accountable and hold those we put in power accountable. We we, we can't give up, KG and Sebo. That's my take, is that we can't give up, we can't give in to corruption, we can't let this country that We've, we, our forefathers, ourselves, and every day have fought so much to see it be what it is and beyond what it is today. We can't just let it go. We need to 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 find ways. We need to educate ourselves as a young person. I don't know what to do when there's a, the, the street lights are not working and there's no water. And part of my narrative is to take it to the street and protest. But what other unmentioned? Um, ways of me to get my voice heard. Yes, corruption is there and yes, corruption needs to be fought in every way that we can as South Africans. But what I'm saying is that it cannot be our narrative to just say, let it burn and not have a system that will help us govern this country because this country is worth more than just letting go for us. So let's hear from you, Tepo. So what happens then? Okay. Uh, let's let, let's take your argument and put it on the table. So, uh, doesn't vote, right? As you're saying to them, don't go and vote. So what happens? What happens after that? Because the problem is the young people in this country uh, make up the majority of potential, of, of not potential, of voters in the country. So if you're saying young people must not vote, it means the majority of the population is not going to vote. The small minority that does vote makes a determination, right? Because they do make a determination whoever votes if there are 20 million people who are who potentially can vote and the 18 million sit at home and they don't vote and the 2 million go and vote they make a determination for the other 18 million about what should happen post the day of voting uh kg uh, uh, i'm gonna answer you but i i first want to tackle the spellless points i'm gonna sure, come to you sure go for it look your Robert Subukos and Chris Hani, when they died, they did not die for democracy. So using a, an example of our forefathers dying for democracy is a, is a wrong narrative. I need to clarify that. They, they died for freedom. Are we free? That is the question. We are not. So why must we legitimize a system called democracy when we know it doesn't work? The very same system that wants us to the, go to the polls is the very same system that we are saying we don't want. Let us become like the 1955 Clip Town Congress of the People, where they met and said, we will formulate a freedom charter, which is the founding principle of our constitution, right? But nothing there has been realized. Nothing in the constitution, in the freedom charter, has been realized. Spellele, when... When we try and demonstrate our rights in using protest, that is a democratic right. But the, but the administration fights you, even if you're using the very same tools that democracy has given you to fight corruption, to fight injustices, to fight whatever you need as a society. That is the first thing. Now, we are not throwing away anything. We are saying that 
South Africans from war, all walks of life. Patriots. Let's get your Solomons from Gift of the Givers. Let's get churches. Let's get community leaders that we know. Not some, not me voting for a party. The next thing, people in parliament, I don't even know them, but I voted for a party. But it's, is that not potentially also corruptible? Uh, that you're going to choose Humuto in your community that, uh, you know, is, is supposedly able to sort of deal with community issues, to deal with something that's much bigger in terms of scales. What happens to budget allocations? For example, for the that water, right? Uh, for Mangma Angwako Amanskral to have that water, who gets given the money uh, for the pipes of the water to run to where they live? How does it work? KG, a political head is not a professional. Of course. A political We've head learned. gives, gives the direction. Mm-hmm. A political head's responsibility is to get advisors that know how to do it with the budget. Of course. But a political head represents a constituency where he comes from because that person knows the burdens of where they live. You understand? Mm. A burden in Tanzavela, Kopolukwan, is not like a burden in Soshanguvi. Yes. Because of different dynamics you understand and history so a community leader from Tanzavela when people say we've got a problem of water he knows exactly what they're talking about he knows where he can go drill that he knows he'll get the professionals in that is what I wanted to say but what happens what do we alt for what is that alternative? An alternative is up to South Africans. This thing of giving politicals, politic, uh, politicians, politicians power to decide for us, it, it, it's not on. Ordinary South Africans from all walks of life, all walks of life, should come together in their different communities, constitute the type of democracy, if they choose democracy, they want. They must not be detected to. They must not be detected to by people that get big budgets and go through bashes and parties in 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 stadiums and elevates and what is that? It's like we're voting for a new Saupi. We can't be voting for actors and be demagoguery politicians. We cannot do that. We are taking charge. We are saying as the youth, we will not go to the polls. We will disturb this dinner table that the politicians and the elites are sitting at and the CEOs of companies and the captains of industries and the people that really control the economy. Until that time, we will not go to the polls. Major in Guatemala, good morning. Major. Yes, KG, you can hear me. Hi, Major. I can hear you in Guatemala, yeah, my hometown. Yeah, nice to hear your voice. Mm. Let me say, start by saying, well, uh, it's Women's Day, and uh, I've been brought up by a woman. I look up to you guys. As so you must say Happy Women's Month because the day is Happy tomorrow. Happy Month. Yes. Oh, my forgiveness. <laughs> Happy Women's Month actually is supposed to be every day. Mm. Uh, I, I, I am of the view that the women are the rock of each and every society. Mm-hmm. So, coming back to the two panelists, and there are a lot of things which I'm picking up, but uh, let me just be brief and consolidate my ideas. Mm. That uh, each and every generation, I'm taking it from France or not, each and every generation must discover its mission. Mm-hmm. Fulfill it or betray it. What is the mission of the current youth? Because there is confusion. Everybody is telling them this. And this all time as us, I'm 54, we're telling them we are career politicians. We are borrowing from the 1960 political rhetoric to get their votes. Mm. 
that we can go and live lavishly in Hyde Park or in those Constantia Park. So it is up to them to discover their mission. They must be the masters of their own destiny. No leader will parade in front of you with a particular T-shirt of an organization. That is going to free you. You are. You must free yourself through empowering yourself with what? Knowledge. Formalizing it through education. That's the challenge the youth have today. Okay. But I'm not taking it to them. They have to discover their own mission. And finally, youth, it's a very critical segment of society, but it's not static. You okay. are in transition. Tomorrow you might be an old time. So when you think, you must always think ahead. That what is it that you want to inherit tomorrow and what are you, that your children are going to inherit to the next day. Okay. So that's what I wanted to say, Kevin. Thank but you, Major. The of, yeah. Thank yeah, you, the thing, that, yeah, the thing that you must invoke, what is it that is substantially going to achieve, to be achieved? Nothing. Okay. Thank you, Major. Yeah. I, I see all of your, uh, of, your, of your WhatsApps. They're coming through thick and fast, and uh, we're going to uh, deal with them with Tsepo and Spelele. We'll continue our discussion in a short while. It's 11.30. Dineo Mutaung is standing by with the news headlines. We're talking to vote or not to vote with Tsepo Mangano, president of the South African Youth Business Chamber. He wrote an open letter to the president. Spelele Chira is the chief executive officer of Activate Change Drivers. And we have a caller, Pro in Johannesburg. Hi, Pro. Hello, how are you? I'm good, Pro. I'm fine. I'm fine, KG. Uh, yeah, man, I'm listening for, uh, to, to this uh, 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 conversation with these two guys. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, I understand. We can't be ruled by one party from 30 years. They are recycling. When they say the cabinet reshuffle, they two to one thing. For example, since Kezi Kalala, he was a, 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 a premier of KwaZulu-Natala for how long? Now he's a minister. They are playing games with us. They rotate, they rotate. How long do we go to Zanandamil Zumabona Lady Pando in parliament? No, take the driver. I'm support. Oh, Tepo, my brother. Kiyaukupakin Okay, Pro. Uh, uh, so, I mean, uh, Pro is saying uh, the, the, the only way you can drive change is if you vote whoever you're not comfortable with out. Tsepo, Tsepo is smiling. Yes? Would you, Pro, um, it's so sad that I'm going to tell you this, and I feel it at the back of my bone anyway. Mm. 80% of parliamentarians are black. Mm. 80%. Mm. 20%. It's white or other color or other races. Let me put it that way. White colored Indian. Yes. Yeah. But the 80% of the black majority in parliament can agree, can't agree on a single thing. They can't agree on land. They can't agree on education that is free. They can't agree on. So voting for either or party 
it doesn't really make a difference. Because if black politicians were activists, they will agree on the fundamental principles of a common man on the ground, which is clean water, which is free education for our kids. So it's so sad that people still think that chopping and changing parties in parliament makes a difference. No, democracy as a system itself has failed decimally to put executive accountable. You understand my point? I want to ask something to the both of you, right? And and I think it, it demands a degree of reflection. Would you decisively, and I'll start with you, Spelele, would you uh, decisively say to me, for the purposes of this argument, and actually in general as South Africans, that the material lives of particularly black South Africans who are in the overwhelming majority uh, uh, of the population of South Africa, would you factually say to me their material lives have not changed since this that momentous 1994 election in the almost 30-year period. Spelele? Uh, thank you. Thank you, KG. I think um, I, would, I, would, I would argue not to the rate that it should have. And we can clearly see that there is change but it's at a minority of black people in south africa not all black people can say they are living or they the materialized life that they need to be living after so many years of living in a democratic state is equal right so we are very clear about that and we not we don't take away from that so i think the answer is is no it, it, it's not it's not at that rate that it should have at this moment because we see on the ground we see in our reality that it's only the few and of course some of the few is the few that is in within the political space and within the governing space of the country and that is what we need to question as people and as South Africans is why are these people that we put in power only the ones that are going through the the change that we all once dreamt for everybody, the free, the education, the health system and everything. So I would gladly say that it's not to the rate that it should have as every South, black South African should be enjoying the democracy and the freedom that we are wanting to see democracy bring to fruit to everybody. And so, so then why do you want democracy to continue if uh, the materially the lives of primarily black, major, the black majority population has not changed according to you i think we i think we should we should also call it in this interview that the 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 democratic system right can be a catalyst for people to acquire more than others but at the same time it's the people that we are there are people who are making decisions on corruption. There are people who are choosing to continue with the status quo of making sure that black people do not get the equal, um, the equal, the equal rights that we all should have and the equal wealth that we all should have. Should have. So the let's not run away. There are people that are corrupt that are causing us every day as South Africans as we wake up. 
Okay. We see it in the news. We see it with Eskom. We see it with the state capture. Gary, let's not run away from the fact that yes, there's a there's a T-shirt, and behind the T-shirt, there's a person who's making a decision so that all black people can continue suffering. And that person needs to be dealt with by the country to say you are not the person to lead us. You are not the person to see our pain and see us to the promised land that we all want to see equally. Okay, as a person, OSKG. It's not. It could be. Sorry, it could be a party, but what I'm saying, there's a person who's making a decision for us to stay where we are. Tsapo, I, I want you to respond, but as you both respond, I want you to also ponder on this uh, WhatsApp that came from Lucky. Lucky is in Pretoria East. He says, KG, no system is perfect, whether it is democracy, socialism, dictatorship, etc. Et it all depends on how the system is structured and executed. So you can respond, Tsapo. Yes, I I agree to firstly with uh Spelele, yes. That at least uh, we we I'm I'm today in a conversation with people that agree on loss of different perspectives, mm-hmm. and I love that. I agree with her so much when she says that. Unfortunately, there's people behind the t-shirts, but that is democracy. Unfortunately, democracy says to you, go vote for a party, but us in a party as the top, whatever, as the you know the elite. We'll collect our friends, take them to parliament, mm. so that when decisions like uh, Palapala comes, when we find money in a matras of a president in his farm, the majority in parliament will vote for no impeachment. You'll not see that. You'll never ever see that in the, in the European countries where we took democracy from. So we've copied a system that we were not even implementing well. That is the problematic about it. Listen to this one, KG. In Korea, if you do something like that and steal the, the government's money, they kill you. In Europe, you get arrested. There is only one place when you are corrupt, you get elevated to power. That is Africa. Why? Because of a democratic system that we inherited that we don't understand. We don't understand it. If we understood it, we'll apply the laws well in democracy. What are we failing to understand about democracy? We are failing to understand that democracy in itself is a capitalist system. It is controlled by the people with cash. KG, tomorrow if I give you money, you will win elections. You'll, you'll win, you'll win some, some award somewhere. <laughs> Just because of how you marketed yourself. That's money involved. But it doesn't end there. I will come back and tell you what to do in government. So is there a system that you prefer? I mean, Lucky, for example, gave all of those various yeah. systems yeah. Uh, as an example. Is there a system that you feel is more ideal for the needs and the challenges that South Africa faces today? Look. I don't want to speak for South African on systems that they want to take. Mm. I'm saying let's go to the people and ask them how they want their system to be run. That is the only way. But if I can just give you one system. How do you coordinate that process? That process of going to the people, uh, because it's a process yes. of going to the people and asking them those questions, uh, those pivotal questions that determine what their future should look like. Who coordinates that? Is it politicians? Is it civil society? How does that process work? It should be championed by civil society. The very same way that they went through the land 
Act when they're trying to amend the land bill. Mm. Those kind of caucuses are needed in society. Why? We are reflecting back on the democracy that we inherited in 1994. Guys, is this thing working? Where should we alter it? How should we do did, it? Did we inherit it, though, uh, Tepo? Mm. I mean, I cho- I'm choosing to say that we inherited but, it because... How else did we come up with a system that doesn't work for the majority of the people that vote for it? It wasn't a democratic system that they took over from. It was a repressive, uh, you know, system that was uh, taking care of the minority, not the majority. Yeah, what I'm saying is that we inherited it from Europe. I mean, democracy is a Jefferson mode of doing things. I mean, it was started by Jefferson in America, you know. So one of those things is the the systems that we we need to put in our communities are systems that have to be dictated by the people that stay there. Yeah. Do you want to respond, Spe? I do want to respond and say um, I, I do feel the... Civic education is of importance in South Africa. Um, let us be, I'm going to be real, realistic. Um, before I've learned and started guiding myself around my, my, my situation where I stay in Langa in Cape Town, right? Which is burning. I'm on lockdown mm. at the moment and mm. there's a lot of tension. Mm. That's where I stay. That's my home. Mm. And I was, I was a, a, a very bitter young person at some point where I felt like nothing is ever going to come for me and take me where I'm at to where I want to be. And the realization that I don't participate, one, meetings are called, I don't even go, I don't even attend, I don't even know who's my ward counselor, I don't even know what happens, what is an IDP, mm. you know, mm. what is a, an IDP in my community, when I go out of my, my yard, and I see a sewer running, what does that mean, do I just point at it and skip the water and go to the taxi rank and take a taxi and go home and hope that it's going to disappear, I didn't know, until I started educating myself on civic education to so, to know my rights as a person, as a South African, to say, I went and woke up three years ago for a local election and I voted for you to be my councillor. And these were the promises. And I'm going to come and knock at your door and hold you accountable because you are employed by the community. If we start changing some of the narratives and taking away the power from the politicians in a rightful way that will hold everybody accountable for the country that we want to see, it might be different. And that's the hope I carry to say I am going to vote because I know I have I know how to hold you accountable. But I'm just one percent of the many young people who don't know where to go. So who uh, don't know there's what, there's a what is civic uh, There's a a WhatsApp because I'm trying. We've got three minutes to get out. There's a narrative that democracy has done nothing in terms of service delivery. And that narrative is wrong. This is a a message I'm reading from Tulane in Durban. Uh, That narrative is wrong. A lot has changed, but it's at a snail's uh, pace. Definitely. I I agree. I agree with the WhatsApp. And I'm, I'm still going to say we need to educate ourselves. We need... I make sure that even if I'm sitting in a taxi to work, I ask, I have conversation that, do you know that there's a meeting tonight about the the, the, the swimming pool that we want to build in our community? Do you know you have a child? So what are we doing without keeping quiet? And I know we are going through a lot. There's a lot that we're going through as a country that is not working, but we can't sit on the sideline and watch it disappear. We need to vote and we need to hold account. And on top of it, we need to educate ourselves and educate each other. I remember I'm... I am at the first democracy when it came to South Africa 
Africa when there was the first first vote. I was 14 years old, giving you my age. And I remember during before the three elections afterwards, there used to be television shows that would teach people about the importance Voter of voting. Education. Teach people about Yes, teach people about the rights and what you have and you would walk with your head held up high to know that you play a role in what the South Africa you want to build. But maybe there's a point of truthness in saying we are not doing that enough because we are protecting the the the, the, the corruption and the accountability because once people know the truth, they might want to hold you accountable. But I'm saying let us do that. Continue teaching people their rights and the role that they play in the democracy we want to see. Okay, guys, I've got one minute left, and I'm sorry if not all the points will come through. Uh, There's uh, listeners who are wanting a part two to this uh, conversation. That's for the producers. Uh, I want us to end it here and give you 30 seconds each to respond. All uh, This is a a a WhatsApp from a listener. All systems have pros and cons. Elections win regardless of the number of turnout. And this guy doesn't seem to understand what he's saying. After Section 25 hearing only parliamentary votes. We then do a referendum for a new system. Either way, this listener is saying we vote anyway. Do you want to respond in 30 seconds, Tepo, and then allow Spelele to respond? Yeah. Sorry, yes. Uh, look, KG, um, I'm talking to a guy that is sitting in the informal settlement and feels like nothing is working for him, right? Yeah. I'm speaking to that person. That is the person that I'm speaking God's to. God's sure. Because that person... No matter what happens, even if he tries to hold the council accountable, even if he tries to... But for the mere fact that executive itself in parliament can hold itself accountable... Then that guy won't be able to hold them accountable. Spelele, before your Zoom kicks you out, it has kicked her out. Oh, no. Already. Oh, okay. I just want to say most of the points on both Tepo and I and also Tepo is the reality of what we're going through in our homes, in our in our country. I am still going to push the, the narrative of we are voting as young people and we are also saying that we cannot let it all go to waste because it costs us our country that we yeah. love so much. Time is gone, guys. The book reading now, Lessons from the Boot of a Car for Entrepreneurship and for Life, Reg Lascaris. Thanks, everybody.